When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, we've got a full team today. We do indeed. It's nice and cozy in here, isn't it? You guys are very close together. <laughs> Is that okay? I, I showered and I shaved Thomas, so you're going to be okay. So in today's episode, we not only have Tommy here talking cars, but we've got Nathan talking cars. There's a lot of cars to talk about. There are a lot of cars to talk about, and we're going to talk about three really interesting ones. Uh, so Tommy, what's the car you'll be talking about? Oh, well, what do you want me to talk about? Today, um, we are discussing... Toyota Day, right? We've got the BZ4X, the the, the, the printer-sounding electric car. and You the, just killed the podcast. You could have gone with the <laughs> car that people care about, but you went with the electric car that no one's heard of. Well, why, why don't you try again? Tommy, what are we be talking about today where people aren't tuning out? Uh, the uh, GR Corolla. That's right. The new WRX <laughs> <laughs> slash STI replacement, dare I say, right? Uh, it, it, Better in every measurable way. Not, not quite. But it's close. 300 and, horsepower. And speaking of Subaru, you know, a couple um, months ago now, I did a video saying, uh, let's bury the hatchet because they won't work with us. Mm. Uh, you know what I heard, Nathan? That they will work with us. I heard crickets. Oh, that too. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Okay. Well, you know, let's just move I, on. I, 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 I think they want to bury it in my back. I think that's <laughs> where they want to bury I'm it. I'm just going to let it go. You know what? <laughs> it, it's, it, we still get them. We still drive them. And we're just well, we don't get them. We don't get well, these. We have to buy them. We, we have, have to buy them. We have to buy them or we have to That's borrow okay. them. Look, how many can we buy with this selling the TRX? Like 11. We're not buying We'll be fine. We're we're, we'll, we'll have a whole fleet of, it'll be fine. We are not selling uh, the TRX to buy any Subarus. I'm it'll, be, it, it'll be, it'll be. I am putting I'm, the kibosh on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm seriously not losing <laughs> sleep over Subarus. So but anyway, I just wanted to let the people out there know because we did this video. Basically, I apologized to Subaru and I said, hey, I'm sorry. Uh, I said that like a Canadian, like like Steve used to say. Sorry, eh? Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, let's bury the hatchet. And uh, I needed to like bring people up to speed that we never heard back from. So enough of that. Uh, the car I'm going to be talking about, of course, is a new DBX 707, a car that nobody else has heard about. But let's just say that it is the most powerful SUV you can buy today. Today, yes. Today, yeah, because there is a Durango. Mm, yeah, but you can no longer buy that. That's right. What All about right. the Grand Cherokee? What about it? The, the track car. Can you buy that? No. 
that it stopped. Is it dead? You don't know they have the new Grand Cherokee River. You, you're the one oh. who reviewed it. Did they? Did they <laughs> kill it though? Because they were still senior moment. There, there's a whole new. They Grand were still Cherokey. building the WK though at the same time. I don't know if they're still building the track. Oh okay. yeah, I think that's gone as well. Okay, that was a real small slice. The, of the, the DBX has 697 horsepower, mm-hmm. uh, and the Durango SRT had 710, seven. I believe. So it was more powerful. And then we have to ignore like the. Uh, Tesla Model X, all the, plaid. Yeah, the, yeah, the, all the uh, electric ones out there, <laughs> and the and the upcoming. But you're talking internal combustion. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. There's a lot of like caveats there. What about the the Lamborghini Urus or the your 650 horsepower? The, yeah, Urus. Urus. Urus 650, I believe. Okay. And uh, the same thing with the Porsche uh, Cayenne Turbo S Hybrid. Mm-hmm. I think maybe the Urus is 600 and the Porsche is 650, but they're not 697. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure people out there are furious at Googling it. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, I got to go to uh, Sardinia to drive that. Do you know where Sardinia is? It's near Italy. That's right. It's an island. It took me literally like four days for one day of, 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 of reviewing the vehicle. It, uh, hey, guys, if you want to see like the worst review I've ever done, please go to TFL Studio. Studios.com, TFL-Studios, and look at the video I did, the walk around of that thing. I was not only crazy jet lagged, but I was doing it in between bouts of, get this, wind, mm-hmm. rain, sleet, and snow. Well, as you always <laughs> said, there's no such thing as bad stories, just bad reporting. I'm raising my hand. That was just a really bad... Bad story, but that's a whole. There's a whole backstory to that. Yes, and I'm looking forward to that because actually I'm, I'm going to back Roman up on something on this one too once we get there. But that that I think we'll wait until the end of the broadcast. Yes, let's wait till the end to tell that story. So Tommy, um, tell me about the new 300 horsepower. And here's the crazy part, Nathan: three cylinder, 100 horsepower per cylinder. Uh, Corolla GR. Are you sure you wouldn't rather hear about the electric crossover? No, 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 let's, let's do that later. <laughs> later, later, later. We want to keep our listeners. I do want to hear about the foot heater and the VR. No, no, later, later, please. I want to, come on. All right. Uh, yeah, so I, uh, Toyota uh, flew me out to um, Long Beach where I saw the Queen Mary for the first time. Really? You know, You've never seen that before? I've never seen I, the Queen Didn't Queen they Mary. just come with an agreement where they're going to fix it so it doesn't yes, like, roll over? Yes, because it was about to sink. Yes. <laughs> yeah, sink. there are some issues. I, I... Since I was a kid, I've been going to the Queen Mary, mm-hmm. and they have like haunted houses there. And oh, cool! Yeah, they really do. It's really cool. It's and a then, restaurant, right? Restaurant and a hotel. Oh, yeah, a um, lot, lot of history with the hotel there too. So there's a lot of stuff going on with the Queen Mary. That parking lot is where I drove my very first McLaren. Wow! Yeah, that you know, and that massive the Queen parking Mary lot. parking lot. Yeah, yeah, they had they had a whole drive day and all this other stuff there, and it had nothing to do with MPG. It was some other organization, which was terrific through the SCCA. Blah blah blah. Point is, is that that big parking lot, great place to do autocross. That's cool. Yeah. I also rode the Swans. Did you see that on Instagram? Oh, I didn't know you did that. Uh-huh. That's awesome. Yeah, so we were at the, the Hyatt, and they had swans that you could, uh, paddle boat swans. Live swans? That'd I, be something to no, see. No, I was trying to get I all the YouTubers that. together to do a swan race across the pond, uh, but I only got three YouTubers together. Yeah, who, who did anybody we know? Uh, yeah. yeah, Alex Dykes, yeah, Alex yeah. Nottingham. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Sophie Bain is videographer. Alex. And who won? Oh, Alex is a swan machine. <laughs> You should see this guy on a swan. He has like calves of steel on that swan. I, I'm sure Alex so is, is it like a, this is it like a paddle boat that that like swan shaped? Yeah, it's a paddle boat with a swan. Yeah, yeah. I've well, never we seen have them here. I've never seen someone does, ride a does, swan better it, than Alex. So does it have a paddle or does it have a prop? No, it's a paddle. It's a paddle. It's like really? a paddle wheel. Like yeah. A, yeah, yeah, like yeah. the steamboat yeah, like used a steamboat to ride back when you were a kid. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, we yeah, and Huck Finn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you're going up and down the Mississippi, yeah, yeah gambling. Yeah, that's right. That was yeah. Okay. So Alex hopped on the swan. 
lawn next to me, and yeah. he just took off. <laughs> After walking eight miles, blew Sofian out of the water. It was unbelievable. I, 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 I'm sorry that you didn't win, Tommy. I'm a little disappointed. Well, so I who, was who, next to him. I who, 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 who took second? It was just two two swans. Okay, all right. It was it was uh, Alex and I shared a swan. All right, all right. Here, let's. let's. Oh, oh, so you won. Because, so we won. Yeah, oh, yeah. We beat Sofian because swan. Alex was was. Pa- so, okay. so we're gonna do this new video series, guys, called Pick One, right? And we haven't we haven't done this video yet, but we're, it started here on the podcast. Okay. Basically, it's a game we play, and mm-hmm. the idea is you've just won this lottery where you win a car. Okay. But the caveat is you have to pick one car, uh, and you have to drive it for a year. Okay. Okay. So, um, is this your only car for the year? Is the only I have a car. Lot of only questions car about this so series. the GR Corolla, I win. All right, hold on. So okay. we're, we're, we're going to play this game okay. with both of you. We'll start with you, Nathan. The next one, we'll play with you. So I'm going to be the master of ceremonies. Okay. okay go so for congratulations, seat. Nathan. Thank you. You've won the uh, pick one game, and, and here's the fun part for you: you haven't driven either of these, so you can you can pick this fairly because you haven't been behind the wheel. Actually, nobody's behind the wheel. This right. Right. So I walk you out of the studio mm-hmm. to the parking lot, and there sitting is a brand new Corolla GR. Right. And next to it is a brand new Golf R. Oh, uh, the the Corolla. Really? Y'all get. I can't look at. The Golf R. Really? I can't look at it. I look at it and I want to throw my shoe at it. <laughs> Why? I cannot stand what they did with the design of it. I know it's great underneath. <laughs> I know you guys love it underneath. You even bought an old one. Yay. Ugly, 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 ugly. And I, look, I'm an ugly dude, so I need pretty around me. As such, I need a better looking car. I think that that car, the Corolla, is the business. It was before they put all-wheel drive and a turbocharged three-cylinder in it. And it's more so now. I think it's a fantastic design. It's new. It's funky. It's 300 horsepower. I bet you the power to weight is superior to the Volkswagen. But more importantly, I will actually get younger by driving it. <laughs> and, and hairier. Well, it's <laughs> like, yeah, it's like more hair on top, I'm happy. <laughs> All right, well, there, there you have it. Nathan did not take long to, to pick one. Um, Tommy, your turn, okay? Well, I, I feel like this... No, 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 this is a different game. Different, okay, because the cars. first game is just Would You Rather. Is no, what this, the first this game is pick is. one. This is pick one. And it's the, the same game as Would You Rather. I'm, I'm, I'm calling, we're branding a TFL pick one. Okay. All right, and so um, same thing. Congratulations, you just won TFL pick one. Okay. And the great thing is you haven't driven either of these cars mm-hmm. uh, for various <laughs> reasons that we just talked about. So I take you out of the studio. I open up the doors, and there sitting in front is a brand new Corolla GR, mm-hmm. and next to it is a WRX, Super WRX. Pick one. Are you like purposely picking easy choices here? No, no, I'm, I'm not. You're I'm, like, I'm, you're like over here. You've I, got a. I already know Tommy's answer. Well, yes. Okay, well, hold on. What's Tommy's answer? That the is thing that, that's is that on your the screen. Answer? What's an easy answer? Why? They're what both mean, new. They're answer. both Japanese. They're both. No, you know, they this, have already had experience. The WRX isn't that much. It's different. fine. It's fine. It's not. That it's like 270 horsepower. It's sedan only. This is a hatchback. This is your pick one. Here's. A, I'll give you a pick one. Right, this, yeah, this yeah, yeah, pick one. yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Give, give me a pick one. You can either have a creme brulee, <laughs> or a or a or a slap across the face. <laughs> Which would you rather? That This is basically what you're and, doing. And don't say it depends on who's slapping me. Yeah. You know, I, I know you're going to go there. No, no, no. The issue it is... It does depend on who's slapping me. Backhanded by Andre. Okay, so there you go. So which one are you going to have? I'll take the creme brulee. Of course you will. See, the GR Corolla, I feel like, is so far ahead of so much on the market right now. It's just an easy choice. All right, all right, let's would you talk- rather have a V8 Mustang or a GR Corolla? GR Corolla. GR Corolla. Yeah. Would you rather have a, a Challenger SRT or GR Corolla? Challenger SRT. Okay, Challenger well. SRT. <laughs> I, well, anyway, I'm sorry, I, but you you went too far, <laughs> Tommy. You went too far. All right, before, but, we, but it's close. So let's talk about this. So you got to go to the unveiling of this. They were like, this this car is fresh off the uh, prototype 
assembly uh, line, right? Mm-hmm. It, it was. It even had like weird stuff in it. That, well, so we were in a giant warehouse, yeah. um, and uh, we were behind these little barricades. Yeah, and then um, Rutledge Wood. <laughs> I oh, saw him. God. What happened to Rutledge? He's got one of these like weird mountain man no, he's beards trendy now. now. Did you see the mountain man beard? Yeah, he's, he's trendy. Wearing? Oh my is god! It looks. Is he, is he still uh, rocking the faux hawk? <laughs> he's got a lot of hair and he's very trendy. He's, he, no, he's got like a mountain man beard. I just saw this movie called Pig on the plane coming yeah. back from Sardinia. Yeah, that's it's, the one with Nicholas Cage. It's really good. He looks like he looks that. That's what Rutledge Wood looks like. All right. Okay. Well, he did a whole speech. Yeah. Um, and then they came, so it was it was at the uh, Formula Not Drift. Not the pig, I'm sorry. I didn't, didn't mean to imply that. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> it, was at, it was at the uh, the uh, Formula Drift competition in Long Beach is where they revealed it. So they came out and they did like these burnouts in it and they, they did these cool slides and they parked them. And yeah, it's an all-wheel drive Corolla hatchback with a Turbo 3 mm-hmm. and 300 horsepower. It's got torque vectoring all-wheel drive, so you can send up to 70% of the power to the rear wheels. You can do 50-50 or 60-40 to the front. It's got a manual transmission only, only a stick. So what does GR stand for? Gazoo Racing. What is Gazoo Racing? Gazoo Racing is the uh, the in-house Toyota racing team. It's so, actually a very interesting story. They talked about it. Yeah. So Mr. Toyota, mm-hmm. right? The CEO, the CEO of Toyota. And I, keep blow, I blow his name every time I try to. It's just a duh. I know, I, I blow it I know, but all the comments get all grumpy really? when yeah. Nathan says like, it. When I, when I say, and is, I try. It, is it worse than when Andre says Toyota? No. <laughs> no, but that's, that's a little different thing. Keep He's, going. He says it quite, he says it the Canadian way. <laughs> Continue telling me. Anyways. Um, so yeah, the, the the CEO of Toyota wanted to go racing, right? But he wanted to do it kind of under the radar. Yeah. Um, so he, he actually had his own alias when he went racing uh, professionally. So he'd show up as these races, not as Mr. Toyota, Duh. but as there was this word that he used like uh, Metris or something. It's okay. uh, it wasn't Gonzo. No, whatever no. the whatever the kazoo, kazoo, okay, kazoo racing. Yeah, so they they he and all a bunch of engineers would race on the side and develop cars in secret, um, and then uh, that that you know formed kind of kazoo racing as I understand it. And now kazoo racing GR is the performance brand of Toyota, right? The performance. So arm. is it fair to call it like the AMG of Mercedes, like the M of BMW? Yes. Yeah, like the N of Hyundai. Sorta, yeah. More yeah. so than TRD, I think. Uh, yeah, well, because sorta. it's more specialized. Yeah, but every Supra is a GR Supra. Now, Nathan, you'll know this, right? This isn't the first like small hatchback they've done. There's one in Europe, right? That that is yeah, yeah, which is the Yaris version. Yeah, what, what's the Yaris version? The Yaris is basically this, but it's a slightly smaller vehicle, I believe. And European only, right? European only, but the same drive uh, train where you can maneuver things around, which is awesome. Less and power, though. It's less it's, powerful. It's just slightly less powerful, but it does have the three-cylinder turbo. Yeah. Kind of cool so all. 1.6 liter three-cylinder um, with 300 horsepower and 273 pound-feet of torque. That's crazy out of a three-cylinder. Yes. So if they made a V6 version of that, it would put out well over 600 horsepower. Yeah, it's it's 100 horsepower per cylinder. Wow. I mean, you think about that. That's <laughs> the, the, and, and the mass of the vehicle... Tur- is it turbo? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. No, it is turbo. Yeah, and this is... One uh, turbo. Like, what, 3,200 pounds? Um, yes. It's around 3,200 exactly pounds. Exactly right. Right. So if you think about how much horsepower per ton and all that, this thing is extraordinary. It's only, I think, um, 200 pounds heavier than the current Type R. They're taking a break on the Type R for one model year. But yeah, I mean, it really has thrown a wrench into a lot of the, kind of the hot hatch equation, right? Right. Because it's got all-wheel drive unlike the Civic. It, all-wheel drive and, and, and configurable all-wheel drive. But most important, Roman, it has three exhaust pipes. Three. Three. Who does three? Lexus. LFA, uh, LFA did yeah, three. Yeah. 
This yeah. is the replacement for the LFA. I don't know how LFA did I, it, though. I saw those three, but they used to have three coming out the middle, right? This has, like, one in the middle and two on either side. Yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah. why not? It's, <laughs> why not? To re- it's, it's actually to reduce back pressure. That's the whole purpose of it. It's very cool stuff, yeah. And um, it's got all sorts of, like, hot uh, track toys, too. So it's got available limited slip diffs. Torsen, by the way, not electronic, but mechanical, in the front and the and back. The rear. <sighs> it's, it's got a circuit edition, which has a, a, a forged carbon fiber roof. Um, it's pretty crazy. They really went all out you on know, it. You know, it's like Ford flushed the RS, right? And now here comes Well, Toyota. that's exactly it. And, and Toyota comes along with something that I suspect will be a little bit more, a little bit easier to acquire and perhaps, perhaps a little bit more robust. So thank you. For keeping a hot hatch in a day and age where everybody's coming out with EVs, yeah, that agreed. Agreed, blows dude. me away. That I think they this, stuck with it. This thing's going to sell like hotcakes. Speaking of selling, well, when does it go on sale? Uh, they just said later this year. Okay. And um, I have, can you imagine the markups on these though? Oh, oh God. God, I can't. And, and I really, I really hope some automakers, including Ford, are really coming down hard now on dealers. Yeah, they're not. No, they're, well, they're saying they are. They're saying, but they're not. I just talked to a guy at lunch. He saw. Yeah. He just bought a Bronco. Um, paid five thousand over sticker and was happy to just, pay five thousand. They're not the, the, the manufacturers. You know they give it lip service. If, if they were serious, they could, but they don't. Well, anyway, so hopefully Toyota will enforce something. Now, aren't you concerned about one thing? Uh, the color. <laughs> They've got a bunch of colors. Um, manual transmission only. I'm completely okay with that. Aren't you concerned though that like it's it's going to struggle in the marketplace because like no no it won't at first it's going to sell like hotcakes for its first so two years. So let me ask you, Tommy. I guarantee that. I, I made the mistake of like Case also got mad at me. I called you guys millennials, but you're not. You're younger than that, right? We're Gen Zers, yes. Yeah. So will Gen Zers <laughs> actually go to the trouble of getting off their phones and you know stop play stop playing with with TikTok in order to actually learn how to drive a manual transmission? Well, I think so because the Civic Type R has done very well. You know. A lot of people, they like to go back to old stuff. I mean, some of them are wearing suspenders and, you know, wearing, you know. Yeah, with with the mountain man look. Yeah, exactly. They like to go back to the old school way of looking and doing things. So I have a feeling that manuals will actually make a little bit of a comeback with some of those people. But regardless of all that, serious people who really want to, you know, blow the doors off of their cars, the whole purpose of a hot hatch is super car performance in a tight package. Yeah, that, that's been the magic formula ever since you know, the, the GTI. The GTI, the WRX, right? Mm-hmm. Since they came along. So, Tommy, you got to sit inside of it. How yep. is it? Is it the same size as a regular Corolla? Is it roomy? Is it is it cool? What's it like inside? Yeah, so they changed the seats around. So it's got like heavily bolstered seats. Sure. Um, the circuit edition has suede everywhere. Uh, I think it comes standard with this 12.3 inch digital instrument cluster. Doesn't the circuit edition have like more diffusers and spoilers or something? Yeah, so it's got a different hood. It's got these vents in the hood. It's got the carbon roof. Uh, Still kind of on the fence. It doesn't sound like the whole spoiler situation is completely finalized on this vehicle. There's still, like Nathan said, really early production. Yeah. So this red one they had there had an EV button just to fill a hole. <laughs> which, which is really funny because everybody's speculating now, oh my God, it's going to be a hybrid. And then the, not. the gray one had the wrong uh, gauges in it. So it was, it was a little bit kind of uh, Frankenstein at the ones that they had at the show. So early prototype. Early prototype. Yeah, they really wanted to get it out there under your noses, though. You know, it's it's pretty obvious that Toyota's like, you guys got to know that we're serious about this. And I think part of that is because... Toyota's being pushed by everybody to produce more EVs. But the question is, I mean, would you take this over a Golf R? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to drive it. I, honestly, I, my, right now I would lean toward taking that because as much as I love the Golf R, 
Volkswagen really dropped the ball in the infotainment. You know, well, I was going to say, I, I, I can't get past that. Sorry, we, we had the Golf R for two days that we yeah. drove, and for all two days, not once could my dad figure out how to get it off of AM static radio. <laughs> but your dad's VCR still flashes 12 o'clock. In fact, he still has a VCR, I think, right? I couldn't so. figure out how to close the rear window. No, kidding. <laughs> no it's, that's, that's the ID for it. But, you know, there is something, you said something that actually does worry me about the Toyota, and that is the infotainment system. We have had some issues with the infotainment system that yes, is in on the tundra. our Tundra. Yeah. And that's the same, a very similar system. Yeah. So, so, you, you know how we have dealers um, doing a lot of shenanigans right now? Yeah, uh, yeah the, messing the around. Manufacturers are doing that with this kind of, I would call, subscription. Um, make you subscribe uh, so you can up pay for things that used to be free, like navigate. Well, navigation was never free, but things like remote start, you know? It's yeah, crazy. I, which is silly. But you can, won't can, have to worry about remote can, start on a manual. Can I ask you, do you guys want to log into your car, Tommy? Do you want to log into your car? Hell no. No, I have no interest in logging into All right, so why are car. they forcing us to log into the car? Well, they're trying to say it's an extra layer of security. Well, here's the thing, right? Do you like, you like memory seats, would you say? Yes, but you can do all that without logging into the car. Yeah, you push a button. Yeah, but the idea is, um, so for example, now that our Tundra's working, you could have a key and your wife could have a key. And then when your wife gets in, it's going to load one profile. When you get in, it's going to load another. You still need to log in. That, that used to, that ha that's been like 15 but years now you can do that. in theory, you're, you don't have to log in every time, right? So it's going to be tied in, to in your theory, key. Right. If I, if I take the key right now to the Tundra that's sitting out there, and, you know, I haven't been in it for like two weeks, and I could go sit down in it, and I would mm -hmm. have to log into it. Yeah. Yeah. I, and then I have to have a password. And I forgot my password, so then God, I hate doing the password resets. It's the bane of but it's the bane of modern existence. Don't you think that for most cases it works pretty well? Like Mercedes, they have that little fingerprint scanner, so you set up your whole profile and you just tap. It doesn't your work. No, it never works. It never. It, oh, there, oh, there's always some. Like you said today when we were. By the way, we did a really fun drag race where we compared the. Uh, we're calling this is a new video series. Uh, the We've underdog. Got a lot of new video series we is do. coming up. Yeah, the underdog, and we drag raced uh, the Miata versus the uh, Toyota GR86. Um, watch out, you're hitting the camera. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Legs are cramped. Uh, versus uh, the new Mini SE, the underdog. Anyway, um, where was I going with that? I don't know. The don't. wonder of those cars is all you need is a key. I'm not, you're not getting a disagreement from me. And, and, and I don't like overcomplicated. They're so simple, right? Mm -hmm. I, would, I would rather, Tommy, uh, just manually adjust the seat myself every time than have to log in the car. I would even, rather go to the dentist than But you don't even in. have to do that. Look, we just recently had that Mercedes, uh, what was it, the, 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 the big SUV, the uh, GLS, right? Yes, uh-huh. I loved it. I, yeah. I really did. And if you sit inside of it and you push a memory button, everything sets to what you left it at. Memory one, memory right, two, memory like, three. So, yeah, your, your, your radio stations don't, but who cares? But it doesn't even matter because there's so many options. So the point is, is that that's good enough and it's been around forever. You know that's what I love I about, about that GLS? Mm. Uh, the lumbar support was a little button on the side of the seat instead of, you know, a little weird, like, like, like numbered graph <clears throat> that you have to do in the screen to actually have the lumbar come out. Yeah, or breathe on something and, you know, swing a dead cat over your head to make it happen. I love that car, yeah. uh, just for that reason. It, it, it was very comfortable. And by the way, for those of you who are wondering, Roman likes lumbar so much that he actually shoves a basket basketball behind his back every time true. he gets in the car, and I'm not wrong. Yeah, no, we have got some weird drivers. I I, I have a basketball. Andre's leading down so much. <laughs> I, that's why I, 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 couldn't, I, I couldn't lean back so far in business class last yesterday flying back as, as he drives on, on my little pod. I think he looks under the steering wheel when he's driving. He he's total, total gangster style. It's bizarre. And Tommy, you know what Tommy does? Yeah, he, the, the, he leads yeah, his he seat, leads the seat like, all the way the up. Cushion. So, cushion. But that's because his legs are 
legs are longer than most normal humans. I get into, I get into the car after Tommy and my knees are touching my nose. <laughs> <laughs> that's about right. Well, you got to have that little elevation for your legs. <laughs> you do, really. The thigh support. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it's a uh, big deal. We all have weird trying Something to be said about having stubby legs like mine, that's, which is awesome. But uh, why don't we move on to the BZ4XQ33-5. <laughs> so they started the presentation of the BZ4X by explaining the name and saying it was very rational. Of course, because... Everybody's made fun of it. So BZ stands for Beyond Zero, <laughs> which is, it's a full line of cars, you see. So it's, it, know, right there, now, there'll be a bunch of BZs coming out. It's, yes. like, it's like a Prius, right? They, they're using that and trying to create a whole line. Yeah, so it's BZ, Beyond Zero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Four is the size of the vehicle. So in theory, there's going to be a three and a five and a two. Kind of like golf. Kind of like golf, sure. <laughs> five. I, I thought golf was such a stupid name when it first came. Now I love it. You know, like a real thing that actually, not, 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 three, not three letters, not... No, some, no, we're talking about the game of golf. I, I'm talking about the name of the car. Well, not, that's that, which well, is like, pshoo! Yeah, yeah but, wow. but, but I, I, you sent me off in that direction. I hate... Have you had caffeine today? I hate, I hate, I hate the way the cars are named today. But, yeah. okay. Okay, so, uh, no disagreement there. four is a size, uh-huh. and then X means it's an SUV. Because X is SUV. I, got, I totally sure. get that. Yeah, sure. Beyond it all it all makes sense. It's just terrible at the same what time. What does Beyond Zero mean? Beyond Zero. What does that mean? Be, anyway? Beyond Zero Emissions. It's not Beyond Zero Emissions. It is Beyond Zero Emissions. No, it's not even at Zero it's, Emissions. Maybe it's negative emissions. <laughs> maybe does, it, it's, does it actually clean the air? Does it, does it like, does it, like does it, potentially a hydrogen car could be Beyond Zero, right? Because it, it takes an air uh, and then it turns No, no matter what vehicle you produce, it's never going to be Beyond Zero because the amount of uh, resources required to build the vehicle means that it, it will be counterbalanced. You know what it is? No it's such a, thing as The so Japanese zero. love that kind of like horse and rider as one, right? Well, it, that's Mazda. Yeah, but I'm saying it's Japanese. They have this like whole language to describe things. Because they do cars right. That sound, you know, wonderful, but really mean nothing. Oh, that's not true. Oh, horse we do that too. Oh, oh my God, God, Americans are so Horse and rider as one. Right. But no, but, but it's not so like uh, it is just ethereal. esoteric. Horse, horse and rider as one. What? No, that, that totally makes sense. No, it doesn't make. It any... does because a horse and a rider during the if you're going back several dynasties, then you see the guy on the have horse you, with you, the bow and arrow ever, riding. Have you one. ever ridden a horse? Yes, I have. I want to eat them rather than ride them. But have yes, you, I have ridden. What, what happens to your backside when you ride a horse? It's horrible. But exactly. because I'm not so an archer, back in you know going back several centuries. So the archers didn't have like like painful butts after they rode because horses. they were solid. These dudes trained every day and they, no, they battled and stuff no, like that. No, they hated the horses. And they, the shinobi. At the, look, if, forget if, it. If, if, you're horse not, and, if horse and rider was one, they'd be riding around out there right now and they're not. Oh, for crying out loud. Well, really I think horrible. you're stretching here because you, I remember I've sat through so many American presentations where they're like, the waterfall is, is it reminds one. No, that one, was Infinity. Reminds one of a, of a, uh, the grill, the no, waterfall grill. That's That was Infinity they did that. Yeah, they did do that. But, yeah. but, 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 one thing that every single time we've gone to an American presentation, one of the words they use almost immediately. What? Bold. Yeah, I agree. Americans yeah. have a different thing they do, Tommy. So they'll come out and they'll just say, it's bold. It makes a <laughs> statement. It's this. It's that. It's power. So, so, and that's us. Yeah, no, no. We, we, we uh, conflate, especially trucks mm. with, like, freedom and, you know what I mean, and the, the West, right? It's all draconian. Well, but but these guys, like, conflate, like, the katana. Nothing wrong with that. Right, with like the grill of a vehicle. How badass is a katana? It is badass, but yes. I, I'm just saying it's all marketing. But it's 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 based on the, the, their marketing towards the people they know understand it. You don't understand Mazda. That's why you don't understand yeah, the horse and rider. Yeah, that's true. You don't understand. <laughs> the other thing that Americans do is mm. add uh, weird adjectives to uh, birds. Firehawk, so, so, Trackhawk. So Nathan, you used to have a Mazda, right? Yes, I have uh, several. Yeah, okay. What was, what was the last one you had? 
Uh, Mazda 3. Okay, so, and who drove it? My wife. You think she felt like she was horse and rider as she one? Was, <laughs> was. When she was driving that to, to pick up kids at the school? <laughs> if my wife is listening, you are the rider and I am the horse. <laughs> that seems wrong. All right, let's, let's, I, see, I, that stopped him. Yeah, that stopped him yeah, in his yeah, tracks, let's didn't go, it? Let's, let's go back. I won that argument. Let's go back to the uh, to the uh, Subaru Twin, right? Because it is a Subaru Twin, right? Subaru, yeah, the GR. Yeah, it, it's... Not the GR. Well, <laughs> the BZ, the, the, the BZ. 4X, right? It, it, it's co-developed... Sol, Sol, yeah. yeah. So I have a theory about this. Yeah. So, um... Like Toyota owns a pretty good sized chunk of Subaru, right? Yeah. And there's been a few instances of co-development. So like the uh, BRZ is the GR86, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. But when you get in that uh, GR86, what does it feel like? It feels like a Subaru. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the engine Subaru. Yeah. Just, you just did right? a transmission is Subaru. Yeah. Even the switch gear. A lot of the switch gear Subaru. The entertainment's yeah. mostly Subaru. You get in the BZ4X. And it feels like a Toyota. So you think you think that Toyota took the lead on Well, the Toyota thing? builds the Solterra, first they, of all. They straight oh. out said that they do. Oh. So, yeah. so Toyota, I think, had a bigger influence on the uh, the electric one, and then Subaru had a bigger influence so on the sports car. So I talked to Alex Dykes, our friend, and he straight out said that the Solterra, one of the purposes of it is it's been Subaruized. So it has all-wheel drive. It's Alex, got a little bit of a lift to it. Alex brought up a good point. People were worried that the Subaru is going to undercut the Toyota on price, and they're yeah. going to sell more Subarus. And Alex was like, doesn't matter. Toyota's building it one way or another. So they yeah, make money like regardless. They, they still get the money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I have a feeling you that want they'll... Coke or Coke Zero? Well, <laughs> it doesn't matter, right? I think they'll appeal to two different <laughs> audiences. Or Diet Coke. And, and I think that that's Coke where they're going with it. I, I actually kind of like the design of the Solterra. I know it's they're basically the same car with slightly different grills uh, uh, and... Oh, oh, wait. I thought it looked good. So hang on, we got to talk about the design of this thing. Because yeah, what do you think? This is by far the, the thing that everybody is talking about. So what they, have, lighting, right? uh, what they have done on this vehicle, yes, is add uh, basically uh, black, pla black plastic fenders um, on all ends of the vehicle. Yeah. So like they, they look like flares, but they're uh, actually two different things going on. So in the Subaru, they're unpainted black. Yeah. And then in the, the Toyota, they're gloss black. And people are losing their minds over the fenders. They're that good, huh? People, <laughs> no, people really hate them. Really hate them. It looks I, like a WRX. It's got that same design language, right? Same I, thing that the WRX that they. I play. think it's fairly attractive design. You know, I, I actually like it a little bit better than the ID4, which I, I always thought the ID4 was perfectly fine, but just kind of pedestrian. You know, what, I think this is you know a little bit more handsome. You know, what's really popular now, mm. kind of like that, like that big jawed. Uh, uh, kind of open maw design. You see it in everything, right? Where the outside of the front fascia is open to allow well, air. Well, Toyota is known for making grills that come from brine whales. <laughs> but you, you see the side there, right? Where, yeah, I see on the side saying. where it looks like your cheeks are puffed out so that you can bring in more air. Now, yeah. I think that, but so the difference between like this vehicle and like a CX30, which is cladding, is that pretty much, I mean, the black is a design element that extends into the front of the vehicle. And it, and it has no functional. I think it kind of looks like uh, a Nissan Altima that like was hit on the side and then you go through the body shop and, and you, you replace like a black the fender, fender and right, they don't paint cheap it. One. Yeah, unpainted fender. You, you, you that's know, interesting. Guys, you know, guys, I mean, I remember Top Gear once upon a time did a um, like a, a video where they took a bunch of uh, crossovers, right, mm -hmm. uh, and they pulled caravans with them. Do you remember that? And, of course, they smashed up all the caravans. Of course they did, yes. But, but the, the point I remember from that video, which is true today, is uh, they couldn't tell them apart. Like, you couldn't tell an HRV from a CRV, from a uh, RAV4, from, you know, and I agree that they did, all of these 
mid-size electric crossovers just all look bland and boring and just like 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 cookie cutter. Like I don't from the profile of each vehicle, I would agree, but not from the front and the, the rear. The only one that actually stands out, and I, and I'm including Tesla in this, I think uh. they're also boring in the Model Y. Which ones are the only ones that stand out? There's two. I I, I kind of agree with Nathan. I think that a lot of the new ones look pretty different. I yeah. think Hyundai. Ionic 5 and Kia EV6 are, are outstanding in Hyundai, their design language. Hyundai, I, would, I, I yeah, agree with you there. The rest of these are just bland and boring. And, okay, well, so you got some more cladding there. Gonna, I'm not going to write no, them off. I don't agree. I, I don't agree. think they're that bland. Certain cars, the CRV, the RAV4, the Equinox, they all kind of blend yes, into the surroundings. Yeah, especially, once again, from the profile. I, be, I bet you if I showed you, like... The taillights of 15 of those cars, you'd barely be able to You could tell him. Oh, oh, tell yeah. me I would kick your ass with that. You right. could well, tell Fire him. it up. Bring Let's it out. He yeah. hasn't had his Gerald I don't think, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, no, know. I'm He's got extra grumpy today. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not. They're all, they're all squinty-eyed and squinty taillights. But, but that was so true in like 2015. Yeah. And now that we're heading 2022, when everything's crossovers, the manufacturers are like, hey guys, we got to figure out a way to make these look they different. They do try to make them look different look, and you unique. Just, you just went to the CX-50, right? Yeah. All right. What do they do? I'm going to get, you know, I've seen it, of course, but even before you Went. I knew that they would have lifted it, put more cladding on it, and you know, given it a little bit more like like off roady. But just the like CX50, the passport. It's, it's the same design. No, criteria. but the, the but the CX50 has really kind of interesting, intricate headlight designs with the passports kind of more flat faced on the front of it, and then it's got that uh, vertical grill. I'm surprised you're comparing it to the passport. They look very different. Yeah, they all they no, all. Saying, look, but I'm saying the design is all. It's basically stick some more cladding on it, make it more off road. Well, I think cladding's currently the trend. Right. Yeah. But and, the, and it's been the trend the design, since Volvo was doing and, and, it back and in the 90s. And that's the ultimate expression of that. No, right. that, make, that make looks... The, make the cladding so much part of the design. That, that looks it, broken is that what it, that, that looks. That it actually, you know, is part of the gas cap. I mean, that's what's happening there, right? Part of the gas cap right. is cladding. Yeah. And, yeah. That's and it's not even really cladding, to be honest with you. That's the thing. Well, it is plastic. It's plastic. That's yeah. it. But um, I, I don't dislike it. You know, if you put that next to the RAV4, it, they look very similar. Uh, because the RAV4 has that type of thing going on as well. And Toyota's been doing it for a while. And guess what? People like it. Because they're buying. They're people buying. don't like that. Well, yeah? Not that one. Are you sure? People don't like that one very much. I think they went a little far with the, the black. And people don't like the WRX either. Well, yeah. Well, that's because they the, made it look like a Crosstrek. It, it, yeah, it doesn't look great. Yeah. The Crosstrek is actually better looking than people the People love the CX-50, though. Yeah. Love the CX-50. Yeah. yeah. And the, the Passport redesign was a big success, too. Yeah. It, the Passport redesign has proven to be very popular, especially, once again, you know, amongst the people who look for those vehicles, like... Honda fan. But anyways, the BZ4X is yeah. one very interesting feature. Look, tell me about tell me, the leg warmers. Yes, I've never seen this on any other car, but it has leg warmers. integrated leg warmers. So, so wait a minute. You, did you pull them over your leg? Yeah, I you, was, pull, you put like little socks you pull over your leg? Is this like an 80s thing? Well, yeah, they had leg warmers back in the 80s. Yeah, they, they were like headbands. Little, that's like Jane Fodder, remember? Yeah, I do remember, unfortunately, yeah, the, that whole time period. You know, so when your dad used to wear a headband around his head whenever he was doing I guarantee you he did that. I guarantee you did, didn't you? Never wore. Never you wore, wore headbands. I bet he wore headbands. He wore I headbands. promise you, I never wore What I about never, those sweatsuits? Did you Nathan, ever wear Have you ever suits? seen me wear a hat? Yes. Yes. When? Yeah, when your hair gets bad, you always put a hat on. Well, but like, like yes, for fashion. Yeah. Like, obviously, I do that when my hair is bad yeah. or when I go running, I wear a hat. But I uh-huh. never. Uh-huh. I, I, there I, don't, we go. I don't like stuff on my head. I just, it bugs me. It feels like something's like squishing my That's head. because you wore too many uh, headbands, headbands in, the 80s. in the 80s. No, I didn't, I didn't like, I'm just saying, I don't like stuff on my head. I don't like headbands. When I you, don't like hats. When you were doing early triathlon before they even called it that, um, <laughs> did you? <laughs> it was in the Stone Ages. <laughs> it was just a way to get to your, yeah, uh, your fire. Yeah, well, that's how, you know, you got. 
got for, to uh, Northwestern. He actually had to do three different things just to get to school. It wasn't a school. It was a region back it then. It was a region. <laughs> <laughs> the northwestern saying, part of the 13 I colonies. Saying, I think when it was duathlon before it was There you <laughs> go. Exactly. <laughs> they, they, so, but did you wear leg warmers? Because I saw a lot of athletes used to wear leg warmers in the 80s. I no, bet you did. You didn't deny that fast enough. You wear arm warmers on the bike. That's okay. Did you ever wear a sweatsuit? No, God, no. I, because I, I didn't did. want to get shot in L.A. See? You I, wore <laughs> I tried to lose weight. I wore one of those, like, sweatsuits. I know what you're talking you about. You know what? Like, they're, like, silver. Yes. And then the idea is you sweat all the you weight just, off. Yeah, and it just all comes yeah, off. I, I was yeah. a chunky child, and I tried that, and it didn't work. Was that not a hot thing in L.A.? No, well, it was. It's just it, Usually gangsters would wear those, too, and you get shot. <laughs> no, but um, I, I would go into, I, I went into spas and whatnot and uh, tried that type of thing. And also, I was on the wrestling team for a little while, and... They would do horrible things to us to make us lose weight. So because brackets. Anyway, back to the cars. Yeah. Okay. So whatever the leg warmers. Yeah, it's got leg warmers. Yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah, you slip them on over your legs, it and they're they're t- they're they're like neon colors. No, no, no. What it is, and I have never. Maybe you have seen this. Please, please, please. But there are these pads underneath the dashboard yeah. that are heat pads. They're like inductive heat pads. So it's like a Mercedes with their elbow warmers, that kind of thing? No, but you... So like on a Mercedes, I believe the elbow warmers are tied to the heated seats. Sure. Uh-huh. In the BZ4X, you have a button for your heated seats, and then you have a button for your yeah, knee warmers. There's a separate bu- button for like uh, elbow warmers also on the Mercedes. Well, the question is, hmm. why incorporate knee warmers when you can just turn on, send the air to your feet? Well, I think that might have to do with power conservation because... It could? Because I know that... Uh, Almost every automaker is saying that heated seats and cooled seats are the way to go yes. to, to save a lot of juice. Over climate control. Right, exactly. Yep. So, yeah. so basically it's like a pad that lives below the glove box. And it radiates heat. It radiates heat. There is no glove box. Okay, why not? Cause there's because a, there's a pad there. Oh, instead of the instead of glove box, you get a, a, a leg But there's armor? other storage in the car. It's got a head. Yeah, so it's got an extra big center. Armrest, oh, but there's no glove box because of like. And is it on both passenger and driver? It's on both sides, and there oh. are two separate buttons for the passenger and the driver side. Yeah, you see, I'm not sure you're right about that. You know what's coming next? Head warmers. Well, I hope so. Yeah, because mom. Me. So my mom is an X5, and that has the heated armrest, and that's always tied into the heated seats. Yeah, but I remember I just we just had a Mercedes that had the separate controls because I I couldn't figure out what the squiggly line on the little L meant. Okay. And it took a while. <laughs> the little squiggly line on the L was the arm warmer. Well, ah. well, yeah. So it's got leg warmers. So I guess instead of sending the air to your feet, you can. Fire that up. And, you know, in cold climates like where we live, that could actually be really awesome. The question, of course, is does that come standard? I have a feeling it doesn't. Uh, It does not. Definitely not. And it also has X mode. Okay. What's X mode? It's X mode. You mean the X mode that Subaru? Yes, it's that the same was Subaru's X-Mode? big contribution. Does it, to the does car. it have double secret X mode? It's triple mo- X mode. But I mean, it's it's electric, so basically it's an algorithm that's running through a computer <laughs> telling right. you what, what power to send yes, to the wheels, that's right. as opposed to something mechanical. That's correct. All right, okay. all right, all right. Let's talk. Did they release any numbers? Um, like, sort of. Like how much range and what size battery? Uh, so it's like s- there's two different batteries. There's 72.8 and 71.4, depending on all your front wheel drive. And then there's uh, 200 and like one horsepower on the front wheel drive. I think 200 and something on the all wheel drive. And then also low 200s. And then uh, range, they're saying up to 250. Okay. Now, I know that one of the, a lot of people are like, oh, my God, that doesn't have the million horsepower like everybody else. But I hear one of the reasons why it doesn't have a crazy amount of horsepower is for longevity, mm. both in the battery and the powertrain. Oh yeah, Toyota talked about that. They they mm-hmm. wanna they had some crazy number, and I don't want to misquote it, but don't don't write this down. But it was yeah. something like they want to retain ninety percent of the battery capacity after like ten, 10 years. years. What's yeah. battery type? 
Um, they haven't told us yet. They haven't told. We don't know. So yes, they, we don't know yet. Okay. So there's still a whole bunch of information that they're going to dump on us it in the middle of April. The inside. It's very cool. You know what it reminds me of? The Aria I recently drove. You it know what's very weird similar. about it? Hmm. So it's got a gauge cluster in front of the steering wheel. Yeah. But they don't want you to look through the steering wheel at it. So, the so how do you look at so it? So you look over the steering wheel at the gauge so cluster. So what, you, you ride on the hood? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just the way the thing is shaped. Yes, so. but it's kind of weird. I mean, right to look like that. It feels like the, the steering wheel doesn't go high enough. Mm -hmm. um, and then you look over the steering wheel at the gauge cluster. Interesting. Okay, so does it move up and down with the steering wheel as no. well? No. Doesn't. No, it's like permanently mounted like by the windshield. And does it have a steering wheel or a yoke? It has a, a yoke in Japan. Really? Yes. You're oh yoking. my god. You, I, you know that's yes, a, good. I, I gotta say you're yoking. You know why it has a yoke in Japan? <laughs> yeah. Why? Because you can better see the gauge cluster because you don't have to look over the that's steering what, wheel. That's the same. You can look through the. That's the same rationale. The, the, I was gonna the, say the, you know the, something else that, that Elon Musk yeah, yeah. use to, to to foist that horrible thing on the world. Yeah, and it's I I really don't like the idea of a yoke. Tech for the sake of. Tech. I haven't seen the yoke, but one of the journalists was telling me in Japan it's got a yoke. And do you remember the concept car? It had a yoke. Yeah. It had the yoke. Yeah, I, I was there when they unveiled it, and they had taken the yoke off and put a steering wheel on. Right, it, it has yeah. a yoke. Yeah, and the yoke's about it. But uh, one of the things that <laughs> Stop I'm not joking around. Yeah, I can't. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so can you you can fold down the seats just like the other one. Pretty good uh, cargo capacity. Yes, very good. No front trunk. No trunk. No mm -hmm. front trunk. Nope. Uh, yeah, you corrected me on that. You know, one. you know, uh, uh, when is it coming out? Uh, next month, this month. Okay, that's good because it feels like it should have came out like four years ago. Well, yeah, <laughs> look, Toyota has been pushing hard against electrification because they are absolutely leading the world when it comes to hybrids and, and now working up to plug-in hybrids. And there's different schools of thought on that, and I partially agree with them that you know having a, a good plug-in hybrid maybe the way to go and it solves everybody's problems. However, because there's so much pressure, they have to build these. And as such, they're behind a little bit in the game. So is Honda. Yeah. Honda, Honda is way behind. And well, their, their well, first well, vehicle... Well, so is Stellantis. <laughs> yeah. Well, Stellantis and... Yeah, pretty much. Two so, hybrids. No, I, Going on three right now. Yeah, well, the, actually, do you know that the Jeep uh, Wrangler 4xe is the best-selling plug-in hybrid Yeah, in the I saw it at States. the airport. I didn't know that. In the United States for plug-in hybrids. I, I saw it at the airport. I, I, he, yeah. he parked in the electric car parking. Which, well, that's where you should go. Which is fair, yeah. unless you have a pure electric car, and you're like like we do with the Mini. And the you, hell with them. You can't, you if can't. I have a plug port, I'm going in there, and I'm going to take a two, <laughs> two parking spots. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. You park diagonally. Yeah! <laughs> Let them suffer. <laughs> so it, are, are you going to plug the other one into the gas tank? <laughs> well, why not? <laughs> I'll just take everything. No, I... I I actually think it's very cool, but but the point is is that Toyota, you know, they they kicking and screaming, and then then overnight, and we all we were all taken by surprise. They come out with this big product launch of hey, most of the cars that you're seeing here in the world, it's like over a dozen. We're going to be building I, I, them. I agree. So build the freaking FJ one. Don't build that. Well, it's coming. Imagine, it's coming. Imagine it's coming. If that's a volume seller. They're not going to sell an FJ. Clone. I disagree, Nathan. I oh, think. I oh. think. No, I completely disagree. And I'll, can I make my argument for that? Please. All right. So once. What if we said no? <laughs> no, no, I'll shut up. No, 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 you can go. Let's go, let's go real quick. Right, I, will, I will. So once upon a time, right, this, mm -hmm. this traditional, dare I say, old school thinking about volume sellers was that you wanted to sell cars that were bland and the toasters of the world so that most people would use them, right? And then something weird happened, right? The Jeep Wrangler sold 250,000 units 
250,000, let me repeat that number, mm -hmm. that is staggering, which is a vehicle that is built 99% for off-road. And let's face it, on the highway, it's like driving a brick into the wind. By, by comparison to right, modern right. cars. So, yeah. so, so I think what's happened is people now want something that expresses who they are or who they want to be, mm -hmm. and they don't want something that is just another toaster, right? That, which Tommy just put up, which is a new electric FJ, right? Or at least a concept version of it. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's called a compact cruiser. It, and, uh, and, and, the, and another vehicle that makes that point, right? Mm -hmm. There's a vehicle out there that makes that point exactly. It's the Bronco Sport. Okay, so and, and which one's selling better, the Escape or the Bronco Sport? And they're you know they're both based on the same chassis. The Rav Four. Yes, and that that so that is the point of the BZ4X. Boom, got you there. No, and no, no, you don't have me there because yes. no, because he has you there. No, he doesn't because Toyota, <laughs> Toyota has that that ace in the hole, which is their you know reliability. CRV. So, that's the next one. Same thing. But but, 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 but do you see what I'm saying? I'm just saying, I'm just saying the Bronco are... Sport will soon get to those numbers. I don't think so. I think so. I, because I think there is a big percentage of the, the population that does want to drive something interesting, but there's an even bigger percentage of the population that wants to drive a boring appliance that will last 25 you have, years. You have, to, you have to admit that I'm right, that there is now this need and want. For More so than before, but I'm not, but but a vehicle like this, which is, I, I'm, I hope they build the it. compact cruiser. Yeah, the compact cruiser. The idea of having vehicles with more personality has always been huge. If, but you know, but, but, but here, here what, real quickly. You know what has a lot of personality? A lot? Mini. Minis have great personality. And they even have a crossover. They have a couple, technically. And minis sell poorly. Especially when you compare them to everything else that we've already mentioned. That's including Nissan. That's including, you know, Chevy. Everybody. The point is, is that as much as people really do want to break out of the shell and get a really cool, unique vehicle, at the end of the day, when they're taking Xerox parts from point A to point B, or when they're taking their kids from point A to point B, the vehicles that sell right now over a million are crossovers I'm, I'm, I'm from gonna, each maker. I'm, I'm gonna, I, I, I absolutely disagree. I would say that if but this, it's, well, it's we're numbers. looking at right now, the, the compact cruiser, yeah. or the B, Beyond Zero 4X, right? Uh -huh. Instead of what they built. There would be a line out the door out of every Toyota dealership, right? This thing would be selling for easily 10 to 20 over stickers. For the first year, I people, agree. People Maybe be, even two years. People Maybe would be even crazy about it. And now what's happening with the, the Toyota, right? People are like, this thing's like four years too well, late. Well, here's the issue with it's, this. It's, it's, got, it's, got, it's got old tech, which it does, right? They no, have, they have it's a got the 12 inch screen. They haven't disclosed the... charging yet. No, it, but, but, but the word is that charging is you know, not very quick, right? Here's the, here's the issue with your argument. It, does, it, does it even have. Uh, uh, does it have a heater or does it have heat pump? A, yeah, it's oh, he's got a heat pump. Right, I'll give you that. Okay, so here's the issue with your argument. Right. It's it, we have a good example of this. If you look at like the small crossover world, you've got the Renegade, which has a lot of personality, mm -hmm. but it's kind of crap. And then you have the HRV, which has a lot less personality, but is a, just a good solid piece of transportation. Which and and the HRV outsells it like four to one. No, I'm, I'm talking. I'm not talking about but it's old good, it, old ICE engines. I'm talking about new electrification. But, the but, problem but, is everybody's coming out with these. Boring and because they sell. No, no, they, we don't know they sell yet. The only thing we know that sells is the Model Y. The Model Y sells. That's the only thing, and, and that's Tesla. That's, Mach, that's like, e, Mach E's been selling pretty well, actually. Yeah, and it's what is it? It's a Mustang. They didn't come it out. Is and, not and it's not a Mustang. But, yes, it is. It it's says not, it's, no. It's not. But Tommy, how do they brand it? Mustang Mach E. That they branded it as a Mustang. They didn't brand it as the Galaxy E, which I think would have been smarter. But anyway, I'm saying in the new electrified world, every automaker out there is building the same boring. Mid-size crossover. If Toyota had done that or put that on top of you know the the current chassis, they would have a line out the door for the next three years. Here's the they issue. Would. Here's the I, issue. And I'd buy one of those. Here is the issue. Yeah. 
right? It's all about the pricing. Because this, right, looks looks fantastic. Yeah. It kind of looks like a toaster, actually. It's got all sorts of slots for bread in it. <laughs> it's got um, red toe hooks. But this is shaped like a brick, right? And if this had the same 70 kilowatt hour pack, the same drivetrain as a BZ4X, this might go 150 miles on a charge. Not to mention the grippy tires, not to mention the packaging, which is nowhere near as large guys, as something else. And figure else. this is... Guys, guys. Hang on. No, 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 no but, but, but this argument is the other side of it, which, which you're looking at... The toy, we're talking we're about the practicality. The and oh. if this is $45,000, which it could be, 50 yeah. grand, 150 miles is going to be the laugh of guys, the town. Guys, Rivian, it's been out, people, 70,000 reservations, people have been waiting for it for three years, it's a brick into the wind, it's got the same tires, right? But it's 80 grand. I'm just it's saying, and they've, got, and they've got 70,000 reservations. A, Imagine if that were 40 grand, they'd have 170,000 No, but it's a premium vehicle as well. It's, and it's that could a be a premium class. vehicle. I'm, and no one's gonna. It's, a, it's an FJ Cruiser. And, and Tommy, the the the, uh, the uh, Hummer EV, they're flipping them for three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's because there's nine of them on the market. But but you see, what I'm saying people. There's just such a built up rich dem people. demand yeah. and lust for something that's not there's boring. A, there's enough movie stars out there to buy a Hummer at three hundred thousand dollars currently because yeah. it's just not. Cyber a truck, Cyber truck, two hundred and fifty thousand reservations. It's a hundred dollars starting at thirty. But we, it's, guys, it's been canceled. Guys, yeah. Oh no, they brought it back. That was that was a. Guys, I'm just saying, there's this trend out there, and you, yeah, you can throw back these arguments, right? But you can't deny the trend. The trend is people want something that expresses their personality. They want something that is unique and unusual, and they're willing to pay for it, even if that means a 10-year loan, right? The, the hottest car out there right now, you have to admit, is a Bronco. And what is a Bronco? It is this, right? It is big tires. Toyota Corolla outsells Bronco five to one. They, they're supply constrained. They could sell. I bet you they. I'm serious. I bet you they could sell a half a million Broncos this year if they could build a half a million Broncos. Still wouldn't be anywhere what, near. What's the next hottest car? The Maverick, right? A compact truck that is also completely class busting. And you guys are arguing for the same old, you know, the 15th mid-sized crossover. We're not trying to electric. say we want it. We're trying to say why people want it. I'd argue. I'm saying, I'm saying people don't want it. I'd argue so, that, the, well, the, the numbers are wrong. What's the best-selling car in the U.S.? It's the RAV4. And is that is that an exciting off-roady four-wheel drive? And no. it's right there with the CRV. It's a RAV4. Their, their, their numbers are and what's, really but close. But what's the what's the most what's the one that people want? It's the Prime. Doesn't Everybody, matter what they it, want. It, what it, do they buy? Because they, because they can't buy the Prime because it's not it's unobtainable. And it's exactly, it's, it's, it's too expensive. And also they no have to look no no at it's not available. People, people would pay for it. They I don't just think, can't get it. I think you'd be surprised. It's a fifty thousand. You know, I feel like I've had this conversation so many times with like people, and and no no one ever you know ten years ago I talked to the CEO of Volkswagen. I was like, bring in the Amarok. You will sell. You will sell every. Every single one. And the argument I got, same thing, argument you're making. Oh, no, can't do it. The chicken tax. It'll never work. Well, it's like a 25% tariff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and what did Mercedes do? They took apart a Sprinter van, right, and put it back together in a factory, which actually is an assembly plant in Charlotte, and got around that and still sold the bejesus out of them. And right? now what, a, now what are them. they doing, though? Now they had to build They'll, another not, plant. They had to. They wanted to because there was so much demand for it. All I'm saying is if, if they had bought the Amarok in 10 years, ago, right? All that excitement that is now around these compact trucks, I'm talking about the Maverick, I'm talking about the Santa Cruz, would have been around the Amarok. Amarok was kind of boring. There's one in our neighborhood, and it's just not that fantastic. I, I know, but the point was bring in a small truck, right? But the Amarok a, was the only one that I could. It can't just be a small truck. It's got to be a really good small truck. Okay. I think, um, uh, you know, considering the voting process here, uh, Tommy and I won this. <laughs> yes, we did. That's, Roman that's correct. And, and that's, this this is why it's good to have you around. And thank this, you. And this is why we can consistently get boring cars, because bean counters, like, 
you guys make this argument. They, they come up with all kinds of arguments. We can't do it. And eventually we end up with this like boring midsize crossover because they're like, no, we can't do it. And here's a rational argument. But I'm telling you, if seriously, if they were to put that on the chassis, right, they would have reservations out the door. Toyota would have a hit on their hands. Instead, they're going to be, you know, uh, painted with this brush of tooling. What, what if I told you they are doing it? Because they are. Yeah, well, this, this is their twelve-year plan. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I know they. So it is happening, but guys. You know, the the problem with all these like twelve or twenty-year plans is, you know, it's been proven over and over again that like, remember when Sergio came out and said we're going to electrify everything in five years? Yeah, it's been like seven years, and they've got three cars that's right. that are hybridized. That's right. Because do you remember a while back yeah, people I, said Toyota would never build a Corolla turbo, never ever. Mm -hmm. They're never going to put and, a turbocharger in a Corolla or an all-wheel drive. Oh turbo. God, they'll never yeah, do an all-wheel drive turbo yeah. Corolla. I'm just, no, and I'm, then I'm, they I'm, did. No, no, I'm not talking about people. I'm talking about I don't believe any of these corporate plans That's what they did for the electrification Corolla. because everybody comes out there and, you know, it doesn't, not just car companies, right? Airplane companies have come out and said, we will be carbon neutral and by blah, 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 blah. And it's, and it's becoming all just, you know, so much, so much blah, blah, blah. And, and because they know if they say in 12 years or 15 years, nobody will remember. And well, Toyota's going to build this and then you'll be eating your words. It's, yeah. well, it's too late by that point. It's not, too late. it's not too late. By, by that point, somebody else will build it. Seriously, I, 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 bet you, I bet you the Bronco Sport will put an electric powertrain. Well, according to you, there's enough room in the marketplace for interesting vehicles for days, so we'll be fine. If, if, let, let Ford put an electrified power plant into the Bronco Sport and see how interesting that is six years from now when that car's been out for three. All right. Well, it's well, been a full hour of arguing at this point. Yeah, yes. and well, we still haven't covered one final vehicle. The DBX 707. Which you can't give uh, driving impressions on anyway, so why don't you quickly tell us about your adventure before we wrap this up. Yeah, I flew to um, Sardinia. Maybe that's why I'm still jet lagged for yeah. four days. I'm grouchy old man right spend now. Spent three days on an airplane <laughs> in business class. So thank you, Aston Martin. But nevertheless, I had to fly from Denver to Munich, and then I sat in the lounge, mm -hmm. which might find which might sound good unless you're you know sitting in a lounge when you're jet lagged and just want to get somewhere. And, and then I you know had to fly to Rome and then sit in another lounge, and then finally I, I showed up there and then uh, got there after like 36 hours of traveling or some crazy amount. Uh, and then, yes, but it was sunny and beautiful when you And got then there. I got up the next day and they gave me the keys and they said, do what you want with it. And I was like, I thought we were going to have a presentation mm -hmm. so I could learn about the car. So that's my fault. That's all on me. Mm -hmm. And they said, no, here's a car. So then I had to quickly brush up on it and then I had to figure out where to take it. And in the meantime, it started raining, which turned to sleet, which turned to snow, which turned to a full-on windstorm. Yeah, but you were in Sardinia, so yes. you had the option of going to the best food That's on true. the planet, Except right? I was in Sardinia. <laughs> Here's the funny part, right? They had, like, you know, m multiple waves of people. Mm -hmm. uh, and most of the waves, and I've always complained about this, so I got what I wanted. I can't blame myself more than myself. But they said, we're not doing the formal drive route mm -hmm. uh, uh, because you can take the car for the whole day and do what you need to do, which is normally would be great had I known that, right? Right. But I'm in Sardinia. I have no idea where to take the car. I mean, you know, where do I take it? I, I, you know, obviously you can drive it, but you need to find a place that's quiet. Main or, Street, Sardinia, where, 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 where there's it. great restaurants. And then it's off-season in Sardinia. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, maybe I can do the drive road. They said, yeah, it's in the program, but keep in mind that the coffee shop is closed and the restaurant is closed. Oops. Oops because it's off-season. So when we're doing the route, normally they open up for us only, but now, you know, so I can, so I'm like, I can drive it to a closed coffee shop or I can drive it to a closed restaurant oh, so. you know I hate to say so it. I did the worst video I think I've ever done because I was completely jet-lagged I hate tired. to say it it's my fault. I'm not sure you're gonna get a lot of sympathy I, I, I don't your, think I will get a lot of sympathy. your trip to Italy to drive yeah. a brand new no. Aston Martin no. SUV anyway let's talk about the car so they yeah. took the DBX obviously 
uh, and they took a Mercedes power plant, a four-liter twin-turbo, right. uh, and stuffed it in there, um, improved the transmission, and gave it almost 700 horsepower. I mean, nothing wrong with that. Four exhaust pipes. The car has that classic Aston Martin open mod grille. Right. Uh, and it's big, Nathan. It's really big. I mean, I sat in the back seat behind myself, and I probably had two inches of legroom. Which is... Actually impressive, considering that the yes, uh, other one was, was not. But you cannot give out impressions right now. But Not driving we, impressions. Yeah, I can, right, I can right. talk about the car. But overall, I mean, we are talking about essentially one of the most powerful SUVs yes. that, that has a gas engine. Yes, it is, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, uh, it's uh, the Aston Martin of SUVs, right? And, and these Fair companies enough. are building these cars because they sell. You know, Why you know Porsche they... started that thing, right? The, mm -hmm. the Cayenne, basically immediately stormed to the lead in terms of their sales and then everybody else since has copied them, including Ferrari, which is building one right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm actually and, really and, depressed about that. And, and they really went after the Urus, right? Mm -hmm. You can tell. I mean, this was what they benchmarked. They wanted to go after the Urus customer. So uh, they wanted to build a car. And this is, I figured this while <laughs> in my jet lag state, that, you know, the reason these cars are so successful is you can have your cake and eat it too, right? Mm -hmm. You can have the pizzazz and the power and the... Um, style of an Aston Martin, right? And then you can also use it to pick up your family or drive to work or drive it as an everyday driver. So right, it has utility. Yeah, 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 so you've got both. And it's got a huge back end. I mean, you look, you know, the tailgate opens up, it's got a, a folding seat. It's just massive back there, so. Does it have a third row seat? No, just yeah. a two row, yeah. It's just two row. What about when you're hunting quail? Are you able to sit on the tailgate? <laughs> and because you can, no do that range, you can do that with the Range, range Rover. Rover. That's true. But here's the crazy part. Uh. I remember I went on the Fisker launch like maybe five or six oh, years ago. Oh, yeah, I remember and, that. And that was the first car that came standard from the factory. With, with 20, a quail? No, with 22s. This comes with 23s. I can't express how massive 23s on an SUV or crossover. Actually, you can because we just recently did a video with that Mercedes and that had 23s that were AMG wheels. Oh, jeez. And they're stupid big. Yeah. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's crazy. Yeah. We're getting to a point now where, where, where wagon wheels are going to make it a comeback. <laughs> it, has, it has adventure mode, Nathan. Oh, does so, that pump up the suspension? Yes, it pumps up the cool. suspension so you can raise the vehicle. So those you can imagine, once again, no driving compression, but you can imagine how uh, 23s do off-road, I take it. Well, we should find out by bringing it here and taking it off-road. Tommy will volunteer. Oh, we'll do it. Yeah. We'll do it. <laughs> take it up to uh, uh, Tombstone. Yeah. Well, thank you for bearing the long first-class flight to Italy for us. Business then. class, Tommy. Oh, I appreciate oh, that. That was a... I had all the four ounce Cokes I could drink. Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. I was on those tons. So they give you yeah. the tiniest little Cokes. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's, that's, they're, like, they're like that big. Because they, they want you to be sparing as you're an American. Drink very slowly. <laughs> Take your time. Yeah, you're worried well, the Americans well, will drain them of their Pepsi supply. Exactly. You know, you know who was on this program? This, the guy who does Supercars of London. He yeah. was on it. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Rory. You know, uh -huh. he's on Auto Rory's one of my favorite presenters out there. Yeah, really good stuff. Yeah, he was out there as well and we had a little discussion and apparently in Europe like those four ounce or five ounce cans of Cokes are more important more important I guess or more expensive than like even beer or wine like like you can buy a glass of wine in France or someplace for like five or six euros mm -hmm. but one of those little Cokes can be as much as nine euros it's probably COVID's fault yeah the war that's going on all the other things yeah yep. uh, well with all that being said I am looking forward to hearing about April 13th we have a full there's a walk around the worst video ever done cause okay not not my best video once again but uh, much more I hope impressive uh, driving video coming soon okay. okay one thing before we go though yeah. uh, I, quick enough announcement 
We're going to Moab, Utah for Easter Jeep Safari. Next and weekend, it's yeah. going to be epic. By the time you guys hear this podcast, it'll be right around that same time. Well, no, they're going to hear it today. So you're going to be hearing this today, and it's not going to be... I thought, oh, really? Uh, no, it's today's podcast. Okay, I thought it was going to come like yeah. in a couple of days. Okay, so anyway, the point is is that um, Easter Jeep Safari is coming up right around the corner where the three of us in this room are going, and there's a lot of vehicles we're going to cover, and... New concepts. New, new concepts, which we get to drive, which is awesome. Yeah, and no then, other manufacturer lets us do that. No other, not like this. There's there's a couple that let us drive a couple concepts. There's, like there's this. a new version of the Magneto. Yes, there's going to be a new Magneto. There may be a 4xE version of the Gladiator. We know there's a couple different Gladiators that are going to show up there. A couple, um, there's going to be a couple different Wranglers, including possibly a different type of packaging for the 396, I think it is. 392. So, 392. Just, the, the, uh, we're certainly going to get to drive the uh, Grand Cherokee. The, Four, four by eight. Yep. yep. Yeah. So lots of cool stuff coming up. Maybe some wagoneer stuff as well. I'm hoping wagoneer stuff on the trail. Yeah. yeah my favorite weekend of the year. Yeah. Absolutely. It's Disneyland so, for me. So, so th thank you, Jeep. Stay tuned for for yeah. all that cool coverage coming up soon. Mm -hmm. And how are we gonna do this? Because you know that podcast comes out Monday, so we're gonna have to record something either at. Uh, the desert uh, at the Jeep Safari, or record something before that. We'll figure we it out. We will figure it out. Tommy and I are going to put our heads together and figure right. it out. I'll All right. figure it out. And I'll, I won't be grumpy, and I'll, I'll yeah. be happy because I'll be in nice, warm, and not rainy Moab. Yeah, with good Italian food. You know what I saw? I, you know what I saw? Sardinia. I saw uh, the airport, the road to the hotel, and the hotel. That was it. Yes, but it was only four and a half star hotel. Yes, can I? No, it was like a five star. It was a yeah, really there good. you go. For those okay. of you who can't see, I'm playing the world's smallest island <laughs> for, for I, I had Roman. Heat, I had heated floors. Yes, okay. Heated All right. Floors? We're out of here. Okay, guys, thank you very much for putting up for a very long podcast. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Ciao. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.